Welcome to another episode of Dancing with the Bards. My name is Ian, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brooke and Will. Hey! Hey! And our guest for this month is Kira. Howdy. If you ever walked into a gaming store in the last six years, chances are good you've seen our game this month on a shelf surrounded by four to five different expansions. Designed by Paul Peterson and published by Alderac Entertainment Group in 2012, Smash Up is a self-described shuffle-building card game where two to four players combine two different 20-card faction decks to raid bases for points. Each faction specializes in a particular playstyle, and some may work better th- together than others. The first player to 15 points is the winner. With 17 different expansions for the game and multiple booster packs, a full set can have over 4,000 faction combinations. With that summary out of the way, we can start our review with number of players. So, uh, number of players. Uh, I gave this a 2. Uh, the game is two to four players. Uh, it has a rule in the game where the number of bases that you have out is uh, equal to one more than the number of players in the game. And I think this really could go up to like five to six players if that rule wasn't there. Because having like seven bases out at a time would be crazy. I mean, you could always home it as like up to four, like up to five bases, and then you stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way we've done it in the past, because I've played this game countless times, is we've done it when we've had like less expansions, um, with up to like seven or eight players, and we've played it both ways with keeping the same amount of bases and also just having plus one for the amount of players' bases, um. It it's too much with all the bases, so I think so. If someone were to homebrew or like house rule it in, you can have as many players as the decks that you have allow you to, but increase the like the victory point threshold. I gave it a three for players. It it went well. I mean, I, I didn't find a problem with the number of players around the table. Um, I would get confused with more than four players, so I agree with the box. Uh, yeah, like you were saying, I think this game sets a healthy limitation on the number of players. I also gave it a three. Um, I think when you start adding more players to something like this, I could see it getting out of hand very, very fast. Sorry, I should also add, I gave it a three. That's fair. I, I guess I'm just uh, a little biased because most of the times I've ever played this was with a larger group of people. It was meant to be like a time killer game. So, I'm used to wanting to play this with more than four people. Was this one of your Denny's Oh, games? this was in the Denny's rotation. Yeah. Denny's so, and Gambit. Yeah. Um, in the heyday of our gaming group in Danbury, we had a place to go. And when they shut down, like when they closed their doors for the night, everyone would pretty, like pretty much everyone would move over to Denny's because Denny's is 24 hours, or at least was at the time. Ours is no longer 24 hours. Um, but <laughs> Thanks, then they would, <laughs> gosh darn it, COVID taking everything away from us. COVID uh, <laughs> made everything just a little bit worse. So we would go there and play until like 2 a.m. So this is one of the games that they played at the end of the night when I cannot imagine comprehending this. Like, I cannot imagine learning this new at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and probably not entirely sober. Uh, it wasn't just our, our Gambit group, by the way. It was so our college gaming club also met on Thursday nights and would end at the same time that Gambit closed. So after Gambit had, had closed, they would go over to, to the Denny's and the college group would also go over to the Denny's at the same time. 
So we had like two groups merge at that point. Because we all half knew each other. Yeah, just just enough to play games together. Okay. There was also like other groups that we weren't really part of that would also go to Denny's mm-hmm. after Gambit closed. So we would just take over that that uh, there's a little little dining room on the half side. The yeah, yeah, that was the Denny's ours. And much actually, you no, know, the waitresses usually liked us. We were pretty good about keeping it to buying like something yeah. on the hour. And we yeah. tipped well. Yeah. Yes. We just that just to set the stage for some people when he's talking about oh, yeah. playing this. I, we, we don't talk much about like how we met and everything. Yeah, no, we should do that sometime. Yeah. Maybe for a bump yeah. for the channel. Beside the point, though. Yeah. Uh, um, how do we feel about inclusivity? Uh, I gave it a three for inclusivity. Okay. Um, I feel like the rules are pretty easy to catch up on. The, the text isn't... I, I guess there are some points where... I mean, that really goes more to comprehension, but where it could be confusing... On those regards, but there's not a lot in here that makes it hard for people to to grasp anything here. It's, there's no uh, issues with colorblindness. The text is all pretty uh, focused on the center of the, the sheet. And the rules seem easy enough for everyone to catch up to. It's one of the games that was in our rotation because just about everyone could play it for, for those days in Gambit. Um, for inclusivity, I gave it a 2. Um, my thing with it was some of the fonts that they used, especially for the, the elf deck that I had, the main font that they had at the top, like for the, the card name was kind of hard to read. And, um, just the colors was like, just laid on the background was like distracting. It was hard to like, I don't know, read. It wasn't, I I really, I really don't know how to describe how it was hard to read, but, um, I, I noted how for people with dyslexia, it could be difficult with certain fonts. It is. Okay. <laughs> I was just, not wrong Just then. putting that out there. Okay. At least for me, uh, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I did, I did point this out um, while we were playing the game. I don't know if I would put this under inclusivity or like random comments, but in a lot of the, the cards, the pronouns that they used... Um, used like he and she a lot where they could have just used they yeah and you even said it like when we were streaming check the youtube i'm actually editing the videos now um <laughs> uh she had mentioned that like it bogs down the reading yes so it doesn't help at all it yeah. actually using they them even just so you could take out an extra word yeah because on those cards where they had a lot of text that also had the the she and him, the text got smaller, so it would be even more difficult for someone to read. Yeah, I gave it a one and a half uh, for similar reasons. When you brought that up, it made a lot of sense. Um, I think just the sheer amount of cards. Again, we had all the, we had most of the expansions. Do we have all of them or most? Not, Not all, of, all them. of them anymore. Okay. This game used to have all of them. Okay, yes. so uh, the new new ones have come out. Either way, it was a lot and a lot of cards and a lot of rules. And a lot of, like, let me look at your hand, but, like, maybe not. So, like, just, it, it was, like, you even, you've played this a whole bunch, and you had a card that was, like, pick a card from someone else's hand. And you didn't see that it said randomly. Yeah. So it just, it, there's so much text yeah. on it. But that that's just me. I, I have an issue with that. I actually thought the cards were pretty digestible. Um, I gave it a three. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I thought it was this was a relatively easy game. 
Um, but I'll talk more about that in comprehension. Next, next Go up. Ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go for it, man. Speaking yeah. of that, um, this is one of the first games that I can confidently say I think I, I got it from the start. And that's that's a rare thing here on the Bards. Uh, I And I, I'm going to use my experience with that for my grading going forward. If I can get it, I think anyone can get, get this game. And you even won. Yeah. Congratulations. I know. That's never happened. Um... On comprehension, I had given this a two. Uh, I felt that there, with all the, the the clashing rules like we had talked about before, uh, it it could kind of bog itself down. We played with um, the the core game has has eight factions, and those are just like the zombies, the the tricksters, um, very basic uh, things, pirates. The expansions, like with the the Cthulhu one, where I was alone here playing with the madness cards. Uh, the the Munchkin expansions, which had all of the um, treasure the, cards, yeah, treasure monster, cards treasure. Yeah, that really bogs it down a lot more. Uh, but but even so, all the conflicting rules and, and everything, and it even says in the rules, if if it looks like it's going to break the rules, go by the card text, not the rules of the game. That that can be tricky. I think that was one of the the things that I. Like, you know, I, I gave I it a one on comprehension. I was like struggling the whole way through. As soon as I thought I got it, then talents could be used whenever. Like I just, it was not clicking over here. I gave it a three. I was trying to think back to when like I first learned how to play Smash Up, which is when we only had the base game. Um, and it was really easy to pick up, but that's because it was, you know, simpler. It didn't add all the new mechanics like madness and treasure. So that's why, but I would probably bring that down to like a one and a half. We're like the thinking we're about playing. it now. Yeah. Okay. Going into uh, availability for this, uh, you can get this game at just about any game store. You can get it at Target. Uh, all of the expansions, with a couple exceptions that have been discontinued, like the Bunchkins, are all uh, available on their website on uh, Alderac Entertainment Group. You can get it all there, including the booster packs, too. I, I don't think there's any real problem getting a hold of this. Yeah, I gave it a three. Same thing. You, you hit it on the head. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I also gave it a three. Um, also because, not just, you know, because you can find it almost anywhere, but because it's relatively affordable for you know, like, what you get for base game and expansion, all that. I think it's it's justifiably priced, and, like I said, you know, you can find it anywhere. I will, I will note real quick, if you're not willing to do an online purchase, it can be a little tiresome trying to track down all these expansions. Yeah. That's all I'll say. I mean, if you want a specific expansion, let's be honest, in this day and age, you're going to the almighty Amazon. Like, it's, it's you're going online if you want something specific and yeah. you don't want to just yeah. be surprised. There was a time where you only got stuff at the game store when you went to the game store. Yeah. But and I realized that those times are gone and we're in a post-COVID world now and yeah. everything is just brought to your doorstep. But it's also like, when you go to the game store, I feel like those purchases are more... 
um, spur of the moment. Like if you don't, if you want just an expansion, you say, I have the base game, you might go down to the shop to get an expansion, like just for funsies. But like, I don't see going like, I'm only going there and buying something if they have the carnivorous plant one that I had. Like, Yeah, I've always experienced like when you get a, like I, I'm using DLC because... I don't play board games like you, you, you people. <laughs> <laughs> You're part of a board game podcast. I know. <laughs> he's our, um, he's our, our subject that hasn't seen any of the, the stuff before. He's our, our new eyes. I'm a our, guinea pig. Our, <laughs> exactly. Our token gamer boy. I didn't want to say it that way, but. Um, he's the control group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually like that a lot. <laughs> Um, no, but like in, in my experience with this sort of stuff, uh, you usually don't actively seek out the expansions for something without the intent of, I'm going to get this expansion so that I can play with this expansion tonight. Um, I've, I've never met somebody that's like, I'm going to buy this expansion and then three weeks from now, I'm going to try it out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure every time we've gotten expansions was we were already at the game store and we were like well we might get it we might as well just get another expansion and play it tonight like we did not go there with the intention of getting a smash up expansion and I, i'm sure i'm gonna make myself sound like a curmudgeon but like it's more meaningful when when you get it when you're like wow that's the expansion i've been looking for it happens to be on that shelf or, or for any real board game when you when you go to cosmic encounter was the first board game i ever bought and it is my favorite board game Quite possibly because it was the first board game I ever bought for myself. Because <laughs> I saw it in a game store after playing it there, and I'm like, I really want that. And then you got it. I did. I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like getting it all online these days just takes the fun out of it, but that's just me being way older than I actually am. <laughs> I agree. It takes some of the like the magic and the fun out of it. You know, people used to say, th- say the same thing about books when uh, Borders went out of business. All these kids on their Kindles. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just a penny pincher. So, like, I go online solely. I will go in a store, find a game I like, and then check if I can get it cheaper. Because I am a teacher. I don't make enough. I can't just afford to drop games. So, the only way I get games is if I can find them on sale or used. All right. Uh... I think we're we're set with our availability. Yeah, yeah. All right. So moving on to materials, uh, I gave it a two for materials. Uh, everything that you need is there, but there it's 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 kind of a mediocre quality. I I think one and a half would almost be it's it's kind of teetering on the edge for me. It has everything you need. The art is is kind of nice on the cards. Um, it has a lot of stuff. It has all uh, tokens with all special designs for the, the the victory points. But there's not really a lot there, um, unless you get the like the bigger box for holding everything. You don't have like all the the dividers you need for all the expansions and everything. So it definitely has room for improvement. That was something I didn't even think about. But yeah, what do you what do you do with all the decks if you don't like start out with that big box? You get a box from home. Um, yes. Sandwich bag so time. Before we got the big geeky box, we would just leave them all in the base game until we couldn't fit them in that box anymore. But then there was a lot of room left in that one. So if you'll open up the box and see there's all those foam dividers in there, 
I don't remember if it came with a couple or we bought more, but that's that's how we like cushioned the the decks from like rolling around in there. It does. It does come with it. The foam dividers. Uh, I gave it a three. This was pretty, like, it It hit all the boxes for me. The cards are beautiful. They have a way of organizing it in the bottom corner so it's easier because setup and breakdown is a goddamn nightmare. Um, the box seems really sturdy. I know you bought this box separately, but even then, like, it's, it's solid. Um, and I think what really got me, because my pet peeve is with the little punch-out tokens... Uh, sometimes they don't live enough bleed. So if you didn't watch the other episodes where I geek out about this, uh, bleed is leaving a little extra color on the outside of a print so that whenever the die cut comes in, uh, you don't have just like a random white splotch or whatever the background color splotch is. So they left enough bleed that all of the pieces came out nicely, uh, which is something a lot of games forget. So. Um, I gave it a three. The... You know, I've had this for at least six years at this point, and it's survived, considering how we all know how board games get treated in my household. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of took that into account, too. Um, it's just got a little denting on the edges, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's got character, um, but the the cards are constructed really well. Um, I appreciate how it's all, like, cardboard pieces. I don't really like plastic. Not gonna lie. Not good for the environment. I don't. I'm, I don't. I don't dig microplastics or, you know, all that stuff. Oh um, yeah. It's better for the environment. Uh, do we know if we can get um, like replacement pieces off their website? I didn't see any. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you can. I. I mean, if you buy more expansions, you don't really need to buy more because it could, each expansion comes with more tokens. Yeah, I feel like the cards are the real big thing in there to yeah. to replace, and they wouldn't just sell replacement individual cards. No. It'd be nice, but no one's gotten on that. Not way. everyone's yeah. Stonemaier. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, so I gave it a three. So, how did we feel about setting this up? And I like to, can, can we motion to also saying breakdown on this? So it's set up and breakdown for this game. Which is why I gave it a two. <laughs> Same. Oh, I gave it a one. That was a nightmare. Because I had cards from your deck in mine. <laughs> I, so, I I will say, as as the person who, who did most of the cleanup for this and the setup, it wasn't that hard. Uh, it, so uh, the game slot has dividers so that I could see where each deck went in the box. Uh, they have um, icons on the bottom of each card to show which deck they belong to, with the exception of the Madness ones, but they're they're easy enough to find. Um, putting these back together was it took me all of like five minutes to to put all this away. I mean, with everyone helping me, obviously, but as long as you put away your own stuff and put it in piles so that it's all in the same pile, it isn't too difficult. I gave it. A three. Um, but that's probably because I've been playing it for so long. Setup and breakdown's always just been easy. Because, you know, you have the dividers. There's, like like you said, Ian, there's the icons on the card. Um, it takes a little bit too long when you have more players. But ultimately, it's really not that bad. I've played games that have worse setup and breakdown. So... 
I just hated sorting. That's all. I'm not a fan. It's 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 a definite complaint. I, it's why I gave it a two is because of that that um, element where you have the cards mixed up in everyone else's decks. I've definitely seen uh, copies of a smash up, and I think even Larry's copy where someone put the wrong cards in those piles, and you end up pulling one uh, when you're you're halfway through, and you're like, "Well, where's my other card supposed to be? I counted to twenty, which means one of my cards is in one of those decks." It happens. Yeah, I, I mean the the breakdown was definitely a little bit more difficult than some of the other games we've covered, but it wasn't that bad. It's it could be worse. It could be a lot worse. What was uh What was your score? Score out of curiosity. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm supposed to say that I gave it dos. Yeah. So rate of play, I thought it went well. That I gave it three four. I never was on the edge of my seat waiting or felt like I didn't have enough time to do something. Like it paced well. I ended up giving this one a two. Um, I feel like it, it started to get difficult to predict where things were going to happen and the length of, of certain turns, especially towards the end for me. I, I had things planned out and I thought they'd take a lot longer than they ended up taking. Um, but that's also probably just because I'm I'm new. Uh, not not necessarily. I gave it a two for rate of play too. It definitely depends upon what decks you're playing. It depends upon uh, what decks other people are playing. Uh, the the turns aren't really consistent, even uh, even in the within the same game. Depending upon what people have in their hand, what decks are out. Uh, usually, one or two people are constantly stopping what they're doing to look to see how many points are in each thing. Um, it can slow things down pretty pretty quick, and if you're not uh, familiar with the game, it could bog things down a bit, especially, I think. Um, I gave it a 2. As someone who has the attention span of a rock, courtesy of TikTok, towards um, late and endgame, it was really hard for me to stay focused in between my turns. There was just so much going, every, like, so much going on. There was too much, like, it was busy, and I don't know. It wasn't, like, there wasn't enough content to do during my turn for me to take the entire time in between turns to think out what I was doing next. Because I would think out, oh, I'm going to play this minion in this action, and then I'm like, okay, I already know what I'm doing now. What do I, I'm just going to sit here and... Yeah, that's that's kind of the boat I was in as well, where I would I would plan stuff out and I'd think, all right, well, this is going to take me at least two turns to get through it. And then once I start actually getting through the actions, I'm like, oh, I can do this all in one turn. Yeah. And like, oh, my turn is done. Like, yeah. See, I'm always making contingency plans because I'm convinced someone will steal my cards. So I had like three plans going at one time. So I, I needed this a little. It's the way you have to play sometimes. But if you overthink it, you end up stretching yourself too thin, too. I mean, I picked it up towards the end. I started at, like, two, and by the end of the game, oh, I had I overthink. Ten. I overthink it every time. I, I, I don't do as well in this game because of that. Uh, so, going into price. I gave this a two, and uh, I will say the base game is, is only $35 uh, brand new. But there are 
if you want to have uh, more than eight factions, uh, there's a lot of expansions, and each one starts to to build up in price over time. They're like twenty to twenty five dollars each, uh, and that means with seventeen different expansions, you're spending a lot of money. I don't think anyone should buy all the expansions ever. Like this is enough, and this has I feel like too many. Like there's a lot of expansions. Yeah, I gave it a two for for different reasons, I suppose. Um, base game is thirty five dollars, and you get eight factions, right? But you, there's no other like because it's even amount. Guarantee you're gonna want to play this game with the max amount of people. Um, and that doesn't really allow for as much variation. And I feel like for thirty five dollars, like, I don't know. Like, maybe I just, like, don't know how to, like, word what I'm thinking. But, like, once you add on um, an expansion, you only really need, like, one or maybe two. Then I feel like that's when you get full value because then you have um, the option to get up to, you know, hundreds or thousands of different deck combinations. Okay, so you're saying that in your head um, you're adding on the cost of two expansions onto the base price because you feel like that should be your goal so that you have more variation? Yes. Okay. So that's why you gave it a two because you have to buy the expansions to make it an optimal play. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. I got you. (laughs) I got you. Um, I gave it a three because I thought of it in the opposite way. I said, oh, 35 for a base game? That's one of the cheaper games we've covered on this podcast. And then, oh, the expansions? Those aren't bad compared to some of the expansions we've done before. I still think there are too many expansions and you shouldn't buy them all. So just going off of one or two of them, that's not bad. Yeah, don't do what we did and and buy every expansion pack that was available at the time. Or just don't put them in the same box so you feel like you have to use them. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, my same logic as well. I I was pretty surprised to see the base game so inexpensive on here. I gave it a three, um, and then you know twenty five bucks per expansion, ten dollars for boosters. That's really good. That's like Cards Against Humanity level. Yeah. I will add um, one thing that I could be remembering this wrong. Larry will probably correct me. Um, That before we bought the Big Geeky box, we were debating on buying just one of those plain white cardboard, like, deck holders. Yeah, the deck sleeves. Um, Because, like, yes, although this is Smash Up branded box and it's like a sturdy box and it's $45 and it only comes with two extra expansions, how much is one of those plain white cardboard deck holders, you know? Not $45. Yeah. Like, you don't need the Geeky box. I, I would be curious to know how much Larry spent on this in total. I don't think uh, he'd ever tell you. I don't think he would either. I don't, I don't think, think so he either. I think... I don't think he wants to remember. I don't think he wants to remember either. Also, I don't remember the expansions being $25 when we bought them, although I might just be misremembering that. Well, th- this is just a very, like, a the most normal price. Usually on our little cheat sheets, breaking the magic here, we have cheat sheets. Uh, they're usually <laughs> the median price. Mm. I mean... We we also got these like ten years ago at this point. Inflation might have caught up with us. Yeah, I feel but... like I think they were like fifteen or twenty when we bought them. Yeah, that sounds like ten years ago prices. I, I will say because uh, I, I agree with what you said before on um on the price for this. 
if you were to get two expansions, which I think is like an adequate amount to really get some variation going on this. And I think that's what I have for my copy too. Um, I think I have two different expansions. Uh, to make it worthwhile to play, that's an $85 game. Because that's 35 plus 50 so something to keep in mind when you're we're looking to buy this. If you're if you're planning on buying it all at once and not maybe doing it all maybe well, that's, that's just two expansions. Well, yeah, maybe that's I'm just from like, my point of view because Larry and I end up buying games that are like eighty dollars, one hundred twenty, yeah. like upwards of that. Well, yeah, but those I, I those games come with like minis. They come yeah, with like, yeah. And these are just cards. Yeah. But uh, I feel like it's it's time we go into extras because. That's what this game is known for, is extras. Yes. Uh, I gave this a one uh, for extras. And it's like Brooke said, it's too many. There's too many extra things. There's there's extra large boxes, which, fine, I guess. It's it's needed because you have so many expansions. (laughs) But why? Why do you need this much? Just let it die. (laughs) Let Smash Up die. Do... Do what they've done with all these other board games. And Pump out the content. And just remake it again. <laughs> how like how would you re-release a game like this? Get a new illustrator. Smash up Taylor's version. Cosmic Encounter's done it like three times. Fancy boxes. Make a fancy like wooden box for a special edition. Um, I gave it a one and a half only because you brought up that there are some fan-made content. So I think we have one of those expansions, like one or two. I don't remember exactly which ones they were, but the the amount of extras are too damn high. But the fact that some of those are made by people who love the game uh, gives them that half point. Yes. Um, I gave it a three, just based on the amount of extras there are. You will not run out of expansions with Smash Up. I mean, you could potentially, but why would you do that? There's another one coming out in like a month. I think by the end of this month. Do we know what it is? Uh, I don't. Uh, Did I write it? July 14th. Okay, so July 14th, which uh, will be after this comes out. Breaking the Magic again, which is in like a week. Yeah. All right, Chris, this is your job now. You're going to edit in in this space what it is. We miss you. Please be on the podcast with us. Yeah, please come back, Chris. He's going to leave that in just to spite you. I don't blame him. The expansion these goobers were trying to remember was called Excellent Movies, Dudes, which is yet to be released from what my brief search has afforded me. It's a 1980s-themed expansion, including four new factions, action heroes, backtimers, extramorphs, and wraith rustlers, and eight new bases. The current expected release date is scheduled for August 25th, 2023. You're welcome. Okay, moving on. Enjoyment. Oh, solid three. This is a, this is a fun game. I'm not playing this again. One. I gave it a three. I've played this countless times before, and I'll play it countless times again. I always have fun. Uh, I gave it a two. I mostly enjoy the game. I wouldn't play it all the time. Uh, but it's it's a fun thing to take out every once in a while with a group of people when you have time to kill. Well, yeah, and you, that's how you described it uh, on the stream was like a good time killer game. And I think that this that's really where this game excels at is 
It's a time killer. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be super, you know, focused on it. But Well, see, that was my problem. Like, my goal when I'm playing any board game is hanging out with my friends. I had to spend the whole time counting to 22 um, because I was trying to figure out when different things would pop on the bases so I could get points and counting the points I had and rereading things to make sure that I understood what was going on. I was so in my head the whole time I couldn't like chat and have fun, which is usually what I do, but that's why I'm the party bard and I like the party games. I just want to be able to hang out with my friends. And I was hanging out with the cards, not my friends. Yeah, I I would expect this game to have a little bit more room for like socialization. I mean, we we are also doing this in in a very uh, fast paced setting because we're uh, we're streaming and stuff. I I will say that you can do that with this game, and just as long as you're not playing with someone who's like, "It's your turn," you, you can't play this game that way. I think most people would be able to, and that's why it's great that we're all doing this and all putting our own scores down, because I wouldn't be able to. Like, I just know based on what I've played here and kind of remembering the first time I played, because I wasn't sure at first, for me, this is just a little too much. With the ADHD and the dyslexia, it's too much for my brain to handle and also worry about socializing on top of it. I would just have to, like, head down in cards. Oh, yeah, and, and I don't blame you for that. I, I, I get where you're coming from, for, for sure. Uh, it's why I only gave it a 2 and not a 3. Because that pacing is, is just a little off. But uh, going into recommendation, though, I did give this a 3 for recommendation. I think it's a game that most people should have in their rotation, uh, if only just for like a fun thing to do with, with people you just met. Something like this is a lot of fun for, like, a convention. Um, I gave this a three as well. Um, I think this is a game that is great for beginners. It's good for people who've been playing games for 40 or more years. I got, I don't know. Um, I mean, I've played this with my little brothers before, and they really enjoyed it. This is definitely a game that I feel like... Not... Well, yeah. That everyone should have in their collection. I gave, I gave it a two, even though I'm giving it a hard time. I think most people would really enjoy this game. Um, I just wouldn't suggest it for people like me. <laughs> yeah, I, I gave this game a two as well. I don't necessarily think every single person in the world should have this, but at least one person in your friend group should have it. And I think that's a, it's a happy medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there's always that one person that has all the expansions. And then you have someone like me who has two and no one wants to play their game. <laughs> uh, just real quick, I, I did mention conventions. Uh, conven- some conventions do actually do tournaments for these, so something to keep an eye out for if you're ever at like a, a small gaming convention. They do smash-up tournaments. Like, sometimes like official ones, even. Yeah. This game has a surprisingly large community. Not something we see a lot for board games, but for this one, yeah. And I see on my uh, little cheat sheet that certain factions are banned from tournaments. Um, And there's a drafting phase where players can ban a faction from that game. And then afterwards, players pick from what's left. Um, And I remember during the stream, I think, Ian, you said that um, the Munchkin expansions are banned from tournament play. Uh, The Geek one is. I don't know if the Munchkin ones are. Oh. Yeah, the Geek one. I had Geek in my uh, deck. It's 
pretty, I would, mm, yeah, it can be pretty broken depending on the combination you get. Yeah, and certain combinations I think were banned too. Uh, because it, it's not really a balanced game. Oh, no. <laughs> now, like, unless you randomize everything, uh, that's the only way to make it really fair. Uh, that's the reason uh, Larry had said he doesn't like this is if you know what factions you're getting and you get to choose what factions you're taking, you have a significant advantage over everyone Oh, else. yeah. I said earlier, it felt like when you have a game in beta where it's like, it's so many things are broken, but they just say, roll with it, see what happens, we'll fix them later. And in this case, they just never went back and tried to level things out. They just said, beta's fine enough, release. <laughs> and I kind of think that's the fun of it. That's, or that's yeah. supposed to yeah, be Yeah, I think that's... For, for you yeah. guys, yeah, for me, it drives me nutty. Yeah. I've always had the most fun playing Smash Up when I've had, like obscenely broken combinations or even playing against someone with a really broken combination yeah god damn it and that's just kind of it i mean yeah i think balance would require the players to have actual skill fair and i don't know uh going into uh replay value if we're we're all set on recommendation yeah i'm good uh i gave us a two for replay value um i think it's it's good for what it is uh, it does cap out at a certain point uh, with all the expansions as far as, as value for, for what you're doing with it. Don't buy all the expansions. Buy, like, a few. Maybe pick one up if you're ever at a game store and you see one there that you really like. You don't need all of them. You don't need the Cthulhu one. You don't need the Munchkin one. Uh, they just kind of overcomplicate things a little bit, in my opinion. Or if you get them, just don't keep them in the same box so you feel like you have to use them. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave it a two. Um, as much as I enjoy this game and have been raving about it, um, there's a reason why I haven't played it in however many years. After replaying it over and over and over again, it's boring. You get tired, people choose the same decks because they know their combination is broken, and it just gets, like, it takes all the fun out of it after a while. Yeah. I I feel like this game I I haven't you know replayed it that much. This is the first or second time playing this game. I think it's the second time I've played this game. Um, I think given the 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 right amount of expansions, I feel like this would be a very good replayable game. Um, I don't know what that exact amount is. Uh, maybe get a little bit of algebra in here. See if we can figure it out. <laughs> Steve, a little y equals mx plus b. There's a point where it plateaus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We need Steve in here to figure the math out. <laughs> um, I don't know if I said... I gave it a three. I gave it a two for replay value. Um, I can s- see where... You made the points. I don't need to say anything. It's a two. Similar reasons. All right. Since, since we since we may have stolen some of your thunder on that, do you want to start us off with our sliding scales? Oh, you didn't steal any thunder. You just put it better than I ever could. Uh, <laughs> so if I gave an innovative two. I felt like it bogged a little bit, um, so I couldn't give it a three. I think this is a really cool concept. I haven't seen games with a lot of games with this concept. Um, my breadth of board games is not huge, though, but I, I gave it a two. It just bogs a little bit, so I couldn't say that it was like a perfect three. Like, whoa, this is something I've never seen before. Didn't move smooth enough for that. 
I actually went in the other direction for this. I give it a classic two. Um, there's a lot of of quote unquote deck builders, which this isn't really a deck builder, but it likes to pretend to be one. Uh, that's why they called it a shuffle builder in the uh, in the description on its site, uh, where it's just uh, it. it has almost elements of like a party game to it. Uh, this is but too it's... complicated for a party game, my well, friends. That's... Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I just mean to say it has some of those those elements where okay. the setup and stuff is very simple, but and especially with the, like the base factions, it, it feels more that way. Less so with the the treasure and the monsters and all that. Uh, but it doesn't really stand out much as far as like a a, a board game does. Uh, it has a lot of classic elements, but doesn't really do a lot to make itself uh, stand among the crowd. It really is just kind of middle of the road for for a classic board game for me. Um, I rated it right in the middle between classic and innovative. It, like you said, it doesn't really stand out um, more than like your typical classic card-based board game um but the innovation comes in with the player and how you build your deck like which two factions you choose um it's really all i got i have to say about that i gave it an innovative one uh i feel like it was trying to draw from a lot of different things like you were saying Ian. it does have sort of that kind of party game vibe while being too complicated for a party game um I think you had mentioned like it's similar to like a deck builder, um, a shuffle builder. It's a shuffle, shuffle. builder. Well, that's will. but that's kind it's of an engine builder. Will everything you <laughs> everything you say, I say, but a little bit worse. And there's no birds in this. We just established that, so it can't be an engine builder. See the title of our most recent episode, or the one right before this. Yeah. Uh, for Sim- for the same reasons, I gave it a simple two. Um, it's not i guess maybe i'm used to more complicated board games in, in this regard it, it doesn't it's not very difficult for me but once again it doesn't really do anything to stand out for itself uh so i feel like a, a simple two is a good good middle ground for it i yeah i also gave it a simple two for the very same reason i gave it a complex one i felt like it was a little it was trying to have too many elements to it like trying to count everything up the amount of tokens you get for first second third prize then it's all the cards and reading each individually then it's saying whatever the cards say goes if it trumps one of the rules it trumps one of the rules it just made it needlessly complicated it felt like they didn't go back and revise this game they just put out their first version um this is that would be a a three correct Uh, a one but you can just tell it's a simple three that's fine if you want it to be a three, it could be a three. It's just for your notes. We're going over the the little slidey scales on the bottom. So that would be a simple one. I don't know. I'd like to... Uh, yeah, no, no problem. Did, so, so did you think it was simple in a good way or a bad way? I mean, I would probably also rate this like in the middle between simple and complex. Because while the idea, like the core idea of the game is simple, but in practice, it's very complex especially with all the expansions like the uh the madness the the treasures the the monsters 
Um, and especially late game, it like everything gets so bogged down. There's too much to look at. So much is going on. And it's like overwhelming. And that's the complex part. But simple is because the gameplay itself is simple. That so. makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly yeah. fair. Any last comments? Uh, this is a nice palette cleanser board game. Uh, that's that's all I'll say on that. If you're if you're into like board games in general, uh, this is a nice thing to have to, um, kind of get the taste of like Twilight Imperium out of your mouth. <laughs> if you're not used to board games, this may not be something that is isn't is as interesting for you. Uh, I just wrote in all capitals, uh, Lord above, because uh, it was a little frustrating for me. So I just used my normal expletives. Alright, so final scores then. I give this a 30 out of 42. I gave mine a 28 out of 42. I gave mine a 32 out of 42. I gave it a 32. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Giving us an average score of a 30.5. Which is pretty much right where this game should be, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a passing grade. Yeah. I think I said it towards the beginning. This is a game where either you like it or you don't. Nothing to really write home about. Yeah. Everyone forms an opinion of this pretty much the first time they play it, I think. And that's kind of how they feel forever. It's not one of those games. If if you don't like it, it's never going to change your mind. It's only going to get worse. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that a smashing good time? Before we sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. The Bars will be running a summer camp throughout August. Join us on our Twitch channel for one-shots, party games, and mini-painting at twitch.tv slash withbards. You can also find us at Twitter at DanceWithBards, on Mastodon at bards at crater.gg, or join our Discord to get updates on events and just hang out with us. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at dancingwiththebards at gmail.com. If you would like to play the party games, I would ask that you join the Discord, though. Yes, for ease. please join the Discord. We it really like fun. to hear from all of you. That's the best way to do it. Discord is currently invite only. So if you know somebody in the Discord, ask them for an invite. There are invites on all of our socials yeah. for this. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. We, we did this for us. We are also on Blue Sky. Woo! Yes, yeah, so we are officially on Blue Sky. Although I know not everyone is yet. It's still a little exclusive. Come join us. Yeah, find someone there, who can help us and join us. I like it a lot more than Twitter. See you at camp. Woo! Woo! See ya!